Tandem Nomads, episode 58. Hello, Nomad Nation! Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show for expat partners. You will find here great inspiration and tips to build your portable career and thrive in your global nomadic life. I am your host, Amel Teregi. This week is planning week. Most of us started this expat journey jumping on an amazing opportunity to live this exciting life. And often one move leads to another. While enjoying the amazing experience of living across the globe, a lot of expats and particularly expat spouses end up after a few years completely detached from the safety net that is very difficult to build when not being geographically attached to one place. For example, having a proper retirement plan, having a proper health care, having a proper tax plan, building a secure estate and building savings, dealing with the children's education challenges abroad and the costs that go with it, but also fostering the relationship in the tandem and remaining on the same page despite all these crazy transitions. So these are all the areas of life that can have some really harmful outcomes when living abroad is not planned and thought through ahead of time. This episode is not about painting a disastrous picture of expatriation, but in contrary, it is about fully enjoying it as long as we can. As the expression says, better be careful than sorry. And this is why I always insist on the importance of sitting down with our partners on a regular basis to evaluate and consider all the organizational, financial, legal and administrative aspects of expatriation And this is why I compiled this episode for you. We also have to address the elephant in the room here. Expert partners are very often financially dependent. And although they manage most of the time their household's finances and the family plans, they often take care of their needs last and have a very, very little cushion or fallback plan for themselves. If, for example, their marriage falls back, or something happens to their partner. I can't think of a better example than Rachel Yates, who spent all these last years advocating for training spouses' rights and educating them on how to create their safety net while building a healthy foundation for their families. She is the founder of Expat Lifeline, and here in this extract, you will hear some of the important messages that she shares with us on Tandem Nomads. My story, and one of the reasons I'm so passionate about planning, is because we didn't really ever plan because we didn't think we were, we were in it for the long haul. And I think that story is really common amongst expats. We often will go, um, and once you've started going global, it's, it's somehow you become what I refer to as a serial expat, and you just move and move and move. I have this... I don't know whether we have this sense, it's, it's a youthful arrogance, and I certainly am guilty of it myself, that we are immortal. <laughs> and and I see, so I see so many people who start, now to me, there should be some fundamentals in place before you go. And those things should be things like a will, um, a trust, if that's appropriate, an advanced directive of healthcare, those, those sort of things. And when I hear people, and I, which is a horrible thing to start on, you know, those, those terrible what ifs, but, but what what we find is that those are the things that really get forgotten or people really feel are too complicated. And I always say, 
if you think they're complicated for you now, how do you think they're going to feel for the people who are trying to fix when, whenever things go wrong or whenever you want changes, all these changes take money? I think it's really important to sit down long term, look at, to sit down together, look at, what your, look at your values, um, what you want out of both of your lives or your lives together so that one person doesn't become the entire focus. You know, there is a danger that one person, just because they are generating the revenue, will make all the decisions. And any partner who goes on an assignment will tell you that it definitely it does not involve giving up work. <laughs> it give, you give up a salary and benefits, but not work. And so it takes work to make sure that they stay balanced throughout expat life. Mm-hmm. So I would say sit down together and actually make a timeline with, you know, three years, six years, 12 years, 15 years. I tend to use three-year increments because that's what a lot of expat cycles run on. And I think it's really, really important to have an honest and open discussion about where you both want to be and how long you are willing to make those commitments for. And it comes, it comes both ways because a lot of the times the partners end up, the salaried partners end up in a situation where they have to keep generating income because it's so difficult for that other partner to go back to work, you know, or you won't generate the same revenue. For me, expat life is, is this fantastic, incredible journey but it's real life and it can get messy and so for me the more empowered and informed and in control you are both as individuals and as a household the the better this journey will be i'm really a big fan of rachel as she dares to speak of the topics that are often taboo i have taken myself uh, some of her great trainings on expat lifeline and i can really highly recommend them to you she opens our eyes on all the aspects we have to learn to manage properly in our expect life for us and for our families. So she gives even more guidance about this topic on the full version of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 14. Following this topic, we have now Huin Chin Chen, an expat partner, a financial advisor, and the founder of Money Matters for Globe Trotters. She shares with us, her tips to deal with money in the tandem. If you're a trailing spouse, you're not working, how much you should be involved in managing your household finances. I personally don't think it has to do with um, if you're working or not. It's just for um, spouses that are not working, it seems more like natural just to take over that part of the household work because Mm -hmm. you feel like maybe because you have time or because... You feel like you you need to contribute to your family some way. So I know a lot of trailing spouses, either working or not working, they would take over your finances. Mm -hmm. But I really don't think it's dependent on the fact that you're trailing. Everybody or every couple is on a spectrum of completely enjoying their finances or completely separate their finances. You, there is a commitment, and if you commit to being together, and th- I think it should be reflected in your finances. The better way to look at it is that no matter you have extra money or not, really what's more important is what you want to achieve in life. So no matter how little or much money you have, you know how to appropriate them the right way. So there are 
the short terms and the long term. And I think some guests from your show discussed before how we usually focus on the short term when we're moving or forget forget about the long term. Mm-hmm. So as a financial planner, I always start with the long term because when you're moving around, it's like you always need a center or you need a focus, mm-hmm. and you can't focus on something that's very close to you. In like, it, it just think about it as a journey or you're hiking, you're walking towards some place. And the only thing that doesn't change is the thing that's really far away. So when you have all the just frantic things, then the things that you know about that you had to deal with in the short term, just you need to always remember why you're doing this. Why are you going overseas? Is this for your career, your spouse's career, because you really like traveling, because you want the experience? Um, make sure that's focal in, you know, in, in your financial plan that this is the reason why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And once that's clear, and for both of you, uh, I usually start with three long-term goals. One goal from between one to five years, another goal from five to ten, another goal maybe very far away, like you know when you want to retire and things like that. But write them out and make it very specific and define it very clearly between you. So you know everything that you're dealing with dealing with your money and your finances and the insurance you need to buy and everything is because you want to achieve those three goals. You can learn more about Hui Chin Chen and her valuable advice to manage your household money on tandemnomads.com slash 30. The following extract is with Jeremy Pickley. He was an expert partner himself when he followed his wife to Switzerland, but I mainly interviewed him in his capacity as a tax expert for Air Inc., a global mobility services company. Here is a little extract of this episode where I ask him some questions about how to plan our expat packages and taxes when getting a job offer abroad. I think the first thing to ask or consider from an employee's perspective, kind of, again, getting on the employee's side of things is, does my company have a team dedicated to global mobility, which isn't always the case? Um, and if they do, am I talking with that team right now? And in terms of what an employee is looking for, it's important to understand what kind of package you're being offered. What's my package? What am I being offered? And how is it different or the same from what I'm doing right now with my paycheck, how I'm spending my money? How do I know I'm getting the best deal? And um, I think the, the best way to look at it is hopefully your your company is not trying to make deals for one person or the other. They're trying to have an independent and kind of equitable mobility program. No matter what kind of assignment you're going on uh, and no matter what level of allowances your employer is offering, I think the most important thing to ask for or to know if you're receiving is tax preparation services. And I mean, tax has the distinction of being the most complex and the mundane aspect of an assignment for most people. Um, So at a bare minimum, um, employee should be able to understand what they're obligated from tax and have the support from a tax services provider. Uh, A lot of the other things just flow through, you know, the employees just maybe going to pay the housing on your behalf. The cost of living is just going to be put into your paycheck monthly or however often you're paid. But the taxes sometimes aren't thought of until, you know, you don't file your tax return until the year is actually over. So you might not even think about it until you're already there for 6, 12, 15 months. And at that point, it's too late. The taxes are already due. And what do Mm -hmm. I owe? 
how do I do this? So it's really something that um, I think is often overlooked, but it's a really important point yeah. to confirm. Jeremy shares with us some very important information to know about your expat packages and tax situation in the full version of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 42. This is actually a particular episode that I highly recommend you to share with your partner as he or she might be able to act upon it with uh, his or her employer. So uh, don't hesitate to share it with your partner. It might give him or her some ideas, especially if you're preparing to move again very soon. We end now with a topic that is very touchy subject among expats. What happens when an expat couple divorces? As you will see, if not planned well, the implication for the expat partners can be quite dramatic, especially when there are kids involved. So here is a great extract with Lucy Greenwood, lawyer and expat at International Family Law Group, where she tells us how to handle effectively these very complex situations. There are also situations where people don't realize when they move abroad with children If the father or mother, whichever is the one that's um, technically being left behind, um, has what we call parental responsibility and custody rights, then you have to have their permission to leave that country. So you may meet somebody in London, move to Spain and not realise that actually if it doesn't work out, you probably can't get your children out very easily from Spain. You'd have to have an order or that uh, person's, the father's consent to actually move back to England. And a lot of people don't realise that and before they know it, they are on the wrong foot, on the wrong side of a child abduction claim, which is then putting them on the back foot even if they do go back to the country and have to apply formally to leave. Um, and they can be dependent on um, their spouse's visa and be a dependent, literally, as a visa. And if that breaks, if their relationship breaks down, you might find that in the worst case scenario, their partner stops their visa. They haven't got a right to have a visa in their own right. They could potentially be kicked out of that particular country. But of course, they may not be able to bring their children with them. That's a, that's a very extreme scenario. So it's important to know these sorts of things before you move or if things aren't going well when you have moved, taking some advice quickly. It's all of this. There's lots of factors that have to be borne in mind for your particular circumstance. Very much depends on where you're going, who you're going with, how long you're going and what your connections are elsewhere. But I think the point is... Um, uh, The main thing is to actually just take some advice before you go, because to be forewarned is to be forewarned. And you can ignore it. You know, it may never have to be used. But at least if you know that in the back of your mind, you can feel like it's in your back pocket should you need it. Uh, and an alarm bell will ring when you hear a certain thing. Um, and you'll be better prepared than you would otherwise be. In the full version of this episode, you will hear about some crucial information to know about international family law. So please make sure to check this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 38. So be it regarding relationship challenges, money, administration, taxes, or anything related to your future and the future of your family, it is so important for me that you fully embrace the fact that researching, educating yourself on your rights and obligations and the solutions that you have should never be a taboo but rather a responsibility that you take and an empowering thing to do for yourself, for your partner and for your family. 
The only way to be able to build a healthy and sustainable relationship in your tandem while taking care of your needs and traveling the world, it is by discussing, planning and agreeing on these important fundamentals. The whole point of this episode today is to make sure that you realize that the earlier you do that, the better outcome you might get to fully enjoy your life abroad. In the next episode, we will focus even more on you as an expat partner and your needs to build a portable career. So stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.